Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of The Leo Effects. I am joined tonight by a very special guest. I'm super excited to have her. She's been nothing but amazing in the pre-recording, so I think y'all are going to love her just as much as I do. Please allow me to welcome Meg McLean. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. So welcome. So welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you. Just our conversation before has me just pumped up, ready to go. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to be here and I can't wait to uh, talk to you and everybody out there. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I got to ask is, what is it that you're most known for? Like, what it, what do you feel people really know you for? Hmm. Like, I want to say Rachel from Angels of Death because uh, she was a lead character and it already had kind of a following since it was a Steam game before it was actually an anime. However, I feel like uh, at the conventions that I've been to, it seems like most people know me for Sword Maiden and Goblin Slayer. Nice. So with the convention thing, like, have you done a lot of them or, or just? Yeah, I really haven't. I've kind of just gotten my my toes just dipped in just a little bit and, and trying it out and seeing how it's going. Um, but it was so fun. I went to Tyler Comic Con, which is actually uh, a fairly small convention, but it was so amazing. There was so many fun guests there. The um, the fans were just incredible, and I absolutely loved it. So I would love to go to more conventions when it's a possibility. Nice. We're going to come back to some more questions about that. But I want to kind of touch on just your career for a minute, if I could. Like, mm -hmm. what was it that made you decide to get into voice acting? Okay, <laughs> So I was always a very creative and um, outgoing kid. I would literally run and skip and hop and jump everywhere and talk to anybody that I could. So I was just really outgoing. I was always kind of doing my own performances. My parents would tell me that at the age of three, I would actually create my own uh, songs and sing them. And they were like, I don't really know what you're saying, but that's great. And when my dad asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I told him I wanted to be a cartoon character. And he was just like, uh, baby, that's 
not a possibility. Like you can't be a cartoon character, but uh, I proved that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess so, what, Dad? Right? Like it's a legit thing. And I'm sure at the time he wasn't thinking like, oh, yeah, there's actually people that voice those characters. He was just thinking, I just want to be a cartoon character, <laughs> you know, like because right, that's not a right. possibility. But there's actually people that do that. And that. It's interesting because I didn't even make that connection until I was uh, quite a bit older. So I think it was in hmm, college that it kind of dawned on me like, oh, wait a minute, this is actually a thing. <laughs> so um, when I was in middle school, I started acting. So I've been doing theater since I was in middle school and then um, got into TV, radio, film acting when I was in college. And my professor was like, hey, you're, you know, really, really good at this. You should do some, like, PSAs and commercials for the local college um, radio station. And I was like, oh, that, that sounds interesting. Uh, because I always wanted to be an actor. Like, that was never a question when I was a kid. It was always acting. Uh, <laughs> that and a ballerina as well as a veterinarian and i wanted to go to space but only to saturn i don't know why but wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, just saturn nowhere else <laughs> and, and you didn't try out for black swan on saturn i, I, mean... I did not <laughs> <laughs> missed opportunity there <laughs> i like but yeah it. so that's that's just kind of how everything uh came to fruitation and i was actually signed with an agency um, later on, after probably right after I got out of college, I jumped on with an agency and um, it was for TV, film and commercial. And um, acting is acting like that's the thing. Voice acting is acting. And I didn't really realize that. But, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I'm being put in this box and I don't feel creative. And, you know, there's only so much you can do with TV, film, commercial. You have to have a specific look. And if you don't fit that criteria, you can't be that specific part. And I just thought there's got to be something else, you know. Mm -hmm. So I actually, you know, was just looking online a lot. And I thought about, wait a minute, my professor told me that she thought I was good at this. Maybe I can find something like voiceover for, you know, uh, characters and things. And I came across an anime workshop that was uh, hosted by Chris Rager and Chris Sabat. Oh. And it was, it was destiny after that. I went to that and I just went, I love acting all over again. And it, it was just perfect. So that's kind of how I got into voiceover. I just kind of stumbled upon it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. And I've heard really good things about that that class with Chris at Rigger. Um, that it sounds like a really amazing like class and workshopping opportunity. It really is, uh, especially for uh, new voiceovers, uh, voiceover actors, because you actually get to work with different directors and you get to learn the different styles and how different people work. And then Chris Rager is just phenomenal to begin with. So it was a really fun experience and I would do it all over again if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> and did you, would you say that you had a particular inspiration? Back when you were, uh, you know, knee high to a grasshopper? 
Hmm, probably not inspiration. However, I will say I really loved Looney Tunes. And Bugs Bunny was kind of like everything to me because he got to be everything. He wasn't just a bunny rabbit. He was an opera singer and he was, you know, all these different things. And I was like, that's so cool. And probably why I told my dad I wanted to be a cartoon character because <laughs> I wanted to be so many different things and I got to see Bugs Bunny do it. So I was like, of course I can do that. I, I want to be a cartoon character so I can be an opera singer and a ballerina and a this and a that. So I would probably say Bugs Bunny. All right. Bugs Bunny <laughs> is a perfect inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Who all has said that? <laughs> exactly, right? I have a question for you about when you're doing or creating a voice. Like, what's your process? Like, how do you come up with them and, and practice your characters? Sure. So I guess it kind of depends. Um, a lot of the times I have particular characters that I have already made up and they're in like a certain wheelhouse. Uh, I've heard a lot of actors actually name their characters. So, you know, they've got Susie, they've got Joey, they've got Bobby, they've got, you know, whoever. Mm -hmm. Mine are more mental images rather than names. So I think about what these characters look like. Um, and I, I kind of think about it in my head. And so when I go in for an audition or uh, something like that, if there is a picture of that character, I can go, oh, this kind of reminds me of a character that I created previously named maybe uh, Sally. And yeah, Sally kind of has, you know, long hair like this. And she's, you know, kind of have kind of has an upturned face, has an attitude. That's kind of how I create my characters. Now, if there is a character that's already created and gives you a description, I mean, that's all the better because you have it right in front of you. Right. <laughs> So it's a little bit of imagination, a ton of imagination, really. Um, and then a little bit of if you have an actual image, you can draw from that. You can look at, you know, the eyebrows and, and the eyes. Are they super expressive? Are they kind of uh, toned down? Are they smiling? Are they frowning? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. And I, I can see where all that would come together. So do you have a particular range or tone that's just like your favorite go-to like you can do it better than the others i feel like my particular range is usually teen youth and kids um i feel like that's just kind of where i fit in as well as maybe like critters and baby creatures <laughs> that seems to be something that comes like really natural to me and I quite honestly love like children's media so when you've got like a little bear or a little bunny or a little cute spider like I love stuff like that so those are really fun so maybe like mascotty creature uh, critters but also definitely kids and teens those are probably my bread and butter <laughs> all right Mascotty creatures. I don't think I've ever heard that description. <laughs> Go to my website. There's a demo that says mascotty creatures. No, there's not. <laughs> I was going to say, I've been to your website. I'm not sure I've seen that. <laughs> there will be. Give me like two weeks. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Talking about your career in general, uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but like, what is a typical recording session like for you? Like you woke up in the morning, you've had your breakfast, you're ready to go, you jump in the car. How does it go from there? Okay, so we're doing a studio session or a home studio session? 
let's say a studio session. Okay, cool. So uh, usually I have already had like a warm cup of tea. Uh, I have been practicing as far as drinking water and staying hydrated throughout the week because that's super important. People think, oh, well, I'll just start drinking in the morning. No, no, no. You need to be drinking all throughout the week and making sure that you are hydrated. Mm. Um Making sure you don't have any sugary, sugary snacks or sweets for breakfast. So stay away from like those cinnamon toast crunch cereals and tricks and everything that we all love. Um, don't have any of that. Also, dairy. Now, this one's controversial. A lot of people say dairy um, is not good for you. And I agree. Like, I won't have dairy before I record oh, just okay. because it produces like more phlegm sometimes. Ah, okay. And that could be good if you're doing like a really phlegmy character, but sometimes you don't know what you're going in for. So I just usually say, let's not do that. Um, <laughs> and sometimes it's to like apple with you. If you have uh, lots of mouth smacking that day or whatnot, you can grab an apple. Usually green apples are good and you can just take and eat that and uh, it helps with snacks and things like that. But once you get into the car, usually I start to do warm-ups. <laughs> so I uh, pick some things that I want to do with warming up. Some people say singing helps. Uh, I usually don't sing. I usually just start with like a low humming sound and then uh, increase volume with that, increase pitch. And then I will start to do that with uh, my vowels. So uh, I live about... 30 minutes from a studio that I work at uh, fairly often. So I have about 30 minutes where I'm warming up. Uh, usually I start that in the shower. <laughs> so <laughs> I usually take at least an hour to warm up. But in that traffic, driving to the studio, you know, I'm warming up. I'm doing tongue twisters. Uh, I get there early. And what I will do is I will pull up the news on my phone and I will read articles out loud. Because the best thing you can do is read out loud. Right. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like what I do to get myself warmed up to go into the studio. Cool. And when you get in there, you, you know, you kind of talked about sitting in the lobby and like what what happens from there? Like, do they come call you and say, oh, hey, it's your turn? Sure. So when you go in, and I mean, every studio is different, but this particular studio, when you go in, um, you greet the receptionist, you sign in, and uh, you get a badge or a sticker. And if you are there early, you, you know, wait inside the lobby. And obviously, you should be there early. Don't ever show up late. Right. <laughs> Make sure you are early. <laughs> so you sit in the lobby. And um, at this particular studio, usually there's other people in there, too. And it's really fun when other people are there. Um, most people are telling stories or they're talking about, you know, what they're going to do later. Um, it's just so much fun to actually get to socialize with other um, voice actors and get to know them. And, you know, we, we have a good time in the lobby. It's the best when you walk into it and everybody's laughing and having a great time. And then usually when it's your time, there's two ways that it can work. You can either be called back or if it's right on time, uh, let's say your call time is at 3.30, uh, you can go ahead and go back. Just go back at your there, and usually they're ready to go. All right, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this way back at the beginning, a, a whopping like 14 minutes ago, about, <laughs> about uh, conventions. Mm -hmm. And when you were doing the conventions, did you ever have people come up dressed as your characters? 
I did once. Now, that's not a lot because like I haven't done a ton of conventions Mm -hmm. and I had and mostly like people will send me pictures. So on like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, a lot of the times other actors or fans will send me pictures of people dressed up as my characters. And if I can find somebody dressed as my character, that's even better. Like I will run up to them and be like, ah, can I take a picture with you? (laughs) Because I just think it's so cool. And one of the best experiences at Tyler Comic Con was there was this sweet girl and she just geeked out when she saw me and she was like, oh my gosh, you're the voice of Rachel. And she was almost crying. And it was just the sweetest thing. And I love that. I love being able to talk to uh, the fans that are there and hear, you know, what interests them and, you know, the different other animes that they're into and really just listening to their lives because they have really fun stories, too. It's one of my favorite parts is just talking with everybody. I like to talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet, though. Like, it's great that you acknowledge the fans like that, you know. Well, you know, without them, there would there would be nothing. You know, we would be nothing. Voice actors would be nothing. We would still be doing our job, but most people wouldn't want us to come to a convention. Right, right. <laughs> you know, right. we we would just be making stuff, and and that's great because creative content is amazing. But it's really the fans that make it exciting, and you know, it's the fans that help these animes and uh, cartoons and things like that come to life and really be popular. Absolutely. I mean, any any entertainment really. We mm-hmm. without the fans, it wouldn't exist. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I gotta ask you. Like, is it okay? First off, do you ever watch your own stuff on TV? Like, do you watch you know Fire Force or you know any of your other shows? Do you watch those on TV? Uh, sometimes I do. I usually, if I can't watch it at the time that it is, I'll record it and I'll go back and watch it. Uh, I honestly like to watch my friends more. <laughs> so I'll, I'll watch animes that my friends are in and I'm like, ooh, can I tell it's them? Does it sound like them? Or, you know, when they say specific words, I'm like, oh, that's totally, you know, who that person <laughs> is. It's really funny, though, because I remember when I first uh, did my first anime, which was Angels of Death. My parents <laughs> were were trying to watch it, my brother as well. And at first they were like, that doesn't sound like you at all. And then like <laughs> I said a word and they were like, oh, there you are. <laughs> there you are buried in there. <laughs> and and that's that's exactly what I was looking for. Like that's that's so perfect that you put it that way, because I'm wondering, like when you're sitting there and you're watching them and in that per- let's say that particular instance, when you're watching it with your family was it weird to you to hear your voice coming from a cartoon? It, I don't know if it was weird per se, but it is interesting because when I watch it, I can recall the session that I had. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is where we had to redo this. And this is where I had to, to talk quieter. I had to raise my voice or I had to move this way to create, you know, whatever sound is coming out. So for me, it's not really weird. However, one of my friends told me, cause I was like, oh, you had like, you should watch this. Like, this is what I'm in. She's like, oh yeah, let's, let's watch. And like maybe five, five to 10 seconds in, she was like, okay, you have to stop it. And I was like, why is it bad? And she's like, no, it's just weird because you're sitting right next to me. They're the phone as well. And you're, you're coming <laughs> out of a cartoon. And I'm like, oh. 
So she's like, I can't watch your stuff because it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's so great. I love that. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> she's the only person that's ever said that to me. But I, I love her because she's just so blunt. And she's like, I love you to death, but I can't watch it because I look at it and I look at you and I'm like, this is strange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to other people, it's strange then. All right. It seems that way at least that was my experience <laughs> right when you're in the booth and you're trying to record your stuff like do you ever have to come back the next day and they're like oh by the way we changed four or five of your lines Ooh, interesting so not when i'm recording from a studio um okay. I will say sometimes there are what we call pickups because maybe the audio messed up or maybe you didn't pronounce something correctly or there is a line change. That happens, in my opinion, very, very, very few times. However, when um, we go back, because we sometimes re-record for DVD release, mm -hmm. and sometimes we have to go back and re-record for that because DVD release is different and you're closer up so the mouth flaps don't match what you originally recorded ah. so you have to re-record that or um you know maybe the animation has changed which is something that happens for dvd release and you have to re-record for that uh in home studio when you remotely or from your home i feel like pickups and line changes and things like that are way more often okay i gotcha i'll buy that for a dollar <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would kind of like to change things up just a tiny bit. And mm -hmm. instead of talking so much about your career and things like that, I'd like to kind of get to know you as a person, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. Um, so you kind of talked about it before, you know, you watch these shows, uh, the different animes and things. But do you have any particular hobbies that you really enjoy? Uh, let's see. So... I love acting. I actually teach theater to children. Aww. So that is so fun. So like literally my life is all acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love dancing and I love just doing like Zumba and things like that. Like that's so fun to me and getting together with a bunch of friends and doing it. That's super fun. Uh, I also, interestingly enough, I do cosplay sometimes. Oh, so, all right. As your I own character? No, that's one thing that I have <laughs> not done. I have not cosplayed as my own character, but I have cosplayed. Um, I'm a really big Disney fan. Okay. <laughs> so I cosplay a lot of Disney characters. Yeah. All right. All right. That's fair. <laughs> and between your life of acting and your, your Zumba and your cosplay and all that, you have to have like some time for food, I would imagine. So like, what's your, what's your favorite food? Ooh, that's always hard. I feel like it's always changing. Uh, I really, really love fruit. So essentially like any fruit I am, I am all open for. I love all the exotic fruits. Like I love mango. I love star fruit. I love dragon fruit, uh, and smoothies. Like and I guess that's kind of like fruit encompassing because <laughs> most smoothies are fruit and veggies and things like that. So I love smoothies because they're, I think that they're just so packed full of flavor and they're easy. You can take them on the go. Right. But I have a big sweet tooth. Oh, no. <laughs> so I love cupcakes and I love uh, gummy bears and just all the like sour candy. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And do you have any, like, secret talents that the world may not know about that they can learn about right now? Secret talents. Let's see. I can... I don't know if this qualifies as a talent. However, I was told to put it on my skills as an actor when I was in middle school. So... (laughs) I can make my tongue do like three rolls. So, you know, most oh, people okay. can make their tongue do like a taco. I call it a taco. Um, but like I can do three rolls and like I can do it now. <laughs> I can do it now, but you have no idea. You can't see it. So <laughs> I, I will take your word for it. <laughs> oh, I also have um, a template. I have two. I used to play the oboe. Oh, cool. Yeah. So a double reed instrument, which is apparently one of the harder instruments. I won't. It was fantastic, um, but I I did play and also color guard, so I can um, twirl flags and toss, you know, fake weapons and props. <laughs> well, <laughs> and you're cast- just <laughs> you're just full of surprises, aren't you? <laughs> I try. So you are such an easygoing person you're so bubbly and laughy and things like that i have to ask the other end of the spectrum like what is it that's just a pet peeve that gets you all steamed pet peeve let's see (laughs) um i really dislike liars and rudeness like it just really it really makes me angry you know, like there's yeah. no reason to be rude. There's no reason to lie. Like just, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a, a uh, career in politics is not in your future. No. Oh, and you know, okay, this is kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, what are things that annoy me? So loud chewers or like people that chew with their mouth open. Like oh. I can't, I can't, like, I don't know if it's, I don't know. There was like research done or supposedly like articles about research done about people that yes. uh, noises like that bother them. Yep. So it, like it is called misophonia. Thank you. Yes. So like all this ASMR stuff where they're like, ooh, I'm crackling this bubble wrap. I'm like, ah, oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, it does not like it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me relaxed. It just it unnerves me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you're smacking your food or um, you're, you're slurping too loud or you have some sort of, like, crinkly paper and you're in my ear, like, no, just stop. Don't. Don't. <laughs> wow. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> those probably, an- those really annoy me. <laughs> so, with that all being said, is there anything that you would change about yourself? Ooh. Um... You know, that's a really good question. I feel like everybody has something that they would change about themselves. Uh, I don't know if everybody, you know, would want to change it, but they're probably, you know, like, oh, I don't like the color of my hair or, oh, I don't like, you know, how short I am. And that would probably be mine. (laughs) I don't like being short. (laughs) I'm short. And I can't reach things that are really high up. And I mean, there's ways to fix that. You can get a chair, you can get a ladder, you know, so yeah. it's, it's One not. One of those little T-Rex grabbers. Yeah. And that's the thing. You're like, oh, my little short arms. We can't do, <laughs> <laughs> we can't do things. Um, but yeah, probably being short. I would like to know what it's like to be tall. Okay. Like I have, I have some tall friends and I'm like, ah, I wish I was tall. <laughs> that is a very <laughs> respectable answer. <laughs> 
you know, everybody has something, but they just try, you know, they try to work with it and, and they just, you know, work with what they've got. And I think that's super important. And that's like with voiceover too. your voice, you know, people's voices do different things. Some of them are more catered towards uh, character and you just have to work with what you got. Gotcha. And that kind of leads right into my final question that I have for you. You made it all the way to the end. <laughs> but, my, <laughs> but my final question kind of changes the focus of this a little bit. And it's completely opinion. This is all just your opinion. So you don't have to really worry about, you know, offensive, like, you know, bothering anybody or, or giving the wrong side. I want everybody to know this is just Meg's opinion. But do you have any advice for somebody who's just coming into this career and has no idea what they're doing? Sure. Uh, my advice would be research, research, research. Do as much research as you can. Google things. Uh, join groups on Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, follow other voice actors on Twitter, uh, Instagram, just do as much research as you can as far as, you know, how to be a voiceover. A lot of amazing voiceover artists that have been in this industry for a very long time are super willing to give you information and help. There are, um, lots of different websites you can go to that has such great information. And I would just say practice. Grab some pictures, grab your favorite character from a cartoon, um, grab some sides from off the internet, and just practice. Make sure you are constantly reading out loud and doing everything you can to stay healthy, to make sure you're warming your face, because that is super important. Take acting classes anywhere you can go, a community theater, online, in person, wherever places are offering I would say make sure you do your research because there can be some scams out there. Uh, so just make sure you do your research about where you're going for your information and who you're taking classes or, um, you know, acting, going to an acting studio or wherever. Just make sure you do your research about it. I love it. I love, I love, I love it. That's and don't some... give up. Keep pushing. <laughs> your dream, like you could totally do this. You know, there's a place in this industry for every voice. So just keep going, you know, keep keep staying positive about it. And, you know, like I said, research, practice, do all that good stuff and you will be golden. There you go. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the last thing I guess that I'd like to really kind of do before we wrap things up is can you tell the listeners like where they can go to follow along with all your crazy antics. <laughs> sure. And they very, they very much are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, go to my social media, especially Twitter. Um, I apologize for my Twitter name. It's a little bit long. It's Meg underscore McLean underscore VO. If you are not sure how to get there, you can always go to my website at Meg McLean.com. It will have all of my social media on there. You can see some stuff that I'm doing. Um, and hopefully soon you will see some new stuff that I'm doing. Ooh, Ooh teaser. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like it. That's perfect. <laughs> well, Meg, I just want to say thank you so very much for coming on the show and just giving me all this knowledge and sharing with everybody your stories. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. 
Oh, thanks so much, Ray. I've had a great time, and I hope that everybody out there enjoys listening to all the fabulous voice actors that you've had on here. Oh, and I hope they do, too, because like we said before, <laughs> entertainers wouldn't exist without the fans, without the listeners, and that's why I keep doing it. It's for people like you. So <laughs> make sure to check out Meg's social medias. Click the links, the likes, the subscribes, the bells, you know, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following along because there's lots of big stuff coming and you don't want to miss it. And thank you. Make sure to stick around for more episodes. And, you know, if you're bored, go check out the old stuff, too. I got some good stuff there for you. And thank you very much. And we will see you all next time. Oh, now that was an awesome interview. Thanks so much for listening. You all are so great. And don't forget to head to Facebook, Insta, and Twitter and follow The Leo Effects. If you want to hear some comedy and ridiculous voices, check out Shattered Dungeons on YouTube and all other places podcasts can be heard. And you'll hear me voicing crazy characters, usually pretty terribly. So thank you so much. You all are the absolute best. And we will see you all on the next episode. <laughs>